Good morning, Bokers of Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. I want to thank our generous anonymous sponsor, the series for the year. Sponsor is Echanishmas Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. Our anonymous sponsor is an extraordinarily generous uh, individual. Hashem should continue to reward him. Special welcome back to Nathan Zucker. Great to have you in person in the flesh. We are Mesir Sushan Perachaf, chapter 20. The Ramchal is helping us chart a course toward a better and best version of ourselves, how to live with mindfulness and alacrity and all the qualities. And we're up to the Midah of Hasidus, how to live with piety, how to live with righteousness, how to be above and beyond, not be satisfied with good, but strive in our lives, in our relationships, in fact, to be great. And we last left off the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato was warning us, was cautioning us, sometimes in the pursuit of piety, if a person is not roa esanolad, if we don't live with an eye to the future, if we don't live with a strategic vision, if we're not understanding and contemplating the consequences of our actions, something that can feel pious in the moment could in fact turn out to be destructive in the long run. So it's not enough in that moment to freeze the frame. It's not enough in that moment to ask ourselves, is this right and is this righteous? But a person has to try to see the future, to look into that proverbial crystal ball and say, is the choice I'm making right now going to have a payoff in the future? On the one hand, the Torah very strongly warns us, cautions us, gives us a mitzvah that we have to rebuke another. You see someone doing something wrong, we have to offer rebuke. If you love someone, then you share feedback, constructive criticism. However, careful not only about the message, the messaging. However, how often does someone raise their voice to offer criticism? How often does someone intervene or interject to give musr, to give tochacha, to offer rebuke to someone who's not in a place that they can hear it? They're unable to absorb it, to listen to it. And in fact, by reacting or responding so harshly, so critically, not only will you not inspire the person towards the behavior or the desired outcome, you do the opposite. You push a person away. You turn a person off. It's the exact opposite of the outcome that we want. It's been said, it has been said by people much greater than I, Nobody ever started keeping Shabbos because a rock was thrown at their car or their head. Nobody ever said, as the rock grazed their windshield or as the rock hit him in the head, no one said, you know, I didn't believe in Shabbos, I wasn't going to keep it. But now, now that my car is dented, now that my skull is cracked open, I think I'll give Shabbos a chance. Nobody ever started keeping Shabbos because a rock was thrown at their head. A person needs to know, will this be effective, will it be productive, or will it be counterproductive? In the moment it might feel right or righteous, it doesn't mean it's the correct thing to do. And you have to understand when the Ramchal tells us this shikul, this balance, this consideration, it's not insignificant, because tochacha musr is one of the great mitzvos that the Torah places emphasis on, and the Mesil Sisharm himself in the last parak, in Parak Yotes, writes about the Goda Maila Samakanal Hashem, we spoke about Oave Hashem Sinura. We spoke about if you love God, then you're not indifferent or apathetic to when those trample on God, His values, His principles, His prescription for this world. We spoke about what it means to defend the Almighty, to defend His values, His virtues. We spoke about in the Parsha yesterday. I'm waiting to be canceled any minute now. But the Pasuk Lo Yilbash Gever, 
and the importance of differences in the genders and maintaining it and preserving it and Hashem's vision for a world that Zachor Nekeva Bar'am, we don't have to be apologetic or defensive. We should be sensitive and respectful, but we don't have to be apologetic. So on the one hand, there's this emphasis on being a being a Mekana uh, Lashem. person has to have a certain level of zealotry to defend Hashem's honor. On the other hand, person has to do so in a way which will elevate and enrich and inspire, not do the opposite. And that balance, knowing the answer to that question, is very difficult. That's why it's here in Perachaf, it's in chapter 20. That's why it is under the umbrella of the chassid. The truly pious person is not doing what feels righteous, is not doing what looks super religious, but is saying in the long run, what is the greater value, what will serve the greater good. Sometimes the more righteous thing is to be quiet. It's just to be quiet. It's to be an observer, is to absorb the blow. Just like there's a mitzvah to speak when it will be heard, there's often a mitzvah to not speak when it won't be heard. How do we know when we should push the envelope, make the comfortable uncomfortable, make the uncomfortable comfortable? How do we know? That's the difficult decision of the chassid. And the one here we have a concept of We have uh, four or five or six statements of Chazal. Rav Rice brings down and compares and contrasts what's the difference between them. But we have many, many statements about acting with alacrity, running to go do a mitzvah. On the one hand, there's an attitude of enthusiasm, zeal, alacrity, running to do the mitzvah. But sometimes in that pursuit of running to go do the mitzvah, unintentionally, a person could create tension or conflict or a fight. The obvious example that comes to mind, tragically, unfortunately, and all over, is who will lead the Amr? You have several Avelim, and everyone wants to honor their loved one, and fights. This one davens too much, too little, too fast, too slow, a member, an associate member, a guest, a pillar, and fights break out. Maybe it's noble to want to run, to pursue, to do a mitzvah. The Bir Allah already brings down the Chavetz Chaim and many others. The greater tribute to your loved one is to avoid conflict than leading the Amr. It's a bigger tribute to your loved one to not enter machlokas and to be easygoing and to be a mavater. That's a greater honor and a tribute. So the Ramchal tells us something can feel righteous in the moment. What's more righteous than running to lead the Amr, than fighting for the chance to be the Batfil, the Chazan? The answer is what's more righteous is maintaining peace, maintaining love, maintaining unity, maintaining community. Sometimes in that pursuit of doing a mitzvah, you trample on the mitzvah and you dishonor it. So the whole goal ostensibly was to honor the mitzvah and you can violate it. Some don't know, Rav Moshe holds, I know there's different opinions. Let's say you have two Avelim and they say, you know what, we'll just make multiple Marevs. We'll find corners all over the building and everyone will grab 10 men and they'll make their own Marev. Rav Moshe says, don't do that. Barova Madras Melech. Better for everyone else to be foregoing, forgiving. Davin in one minion, Barovam, with Achtus. Whoever was uh, the winner got to lead the Amr. That was it for the night. Maybe it'll be the next night, the next night. But you don't break away. You don't create multiple competing, says Rav Moshe. 
So in the pursuit of doing the mitzvah, you'll create machlokas, you'll incite sinah, hatred, tension, you'll make people feel marginalized, alone, isolated. That's not worth, that's not worth it for the pursuit of the mitzvah. So it's such a critically important notion that the Ramchal is reminding of us. We believe in righteousness and piety. We should strive to be a chassid, but not at the expense of other competing core values. So a person has to have a big mind or consult with big people to know how to reconcile these competing values. Which one supersedes the other? What's more important? What, even if it feels righteous in the moment, is not righteous overall because it's not serving the greater good? We see this with the Leviim. We'll end with this. Shayoyodim. Medrash tells us, Whoever got the privilege of carrying the Aron, the Ark, the Luchos, the Man, and the Torah, whoever had the privilege of carrying the Ark, ooh, what a schar, what a privilege, what reward. So they would abandon the Shulchan Menorah and the Mizbeach in order to be able to get the honor, the distinction of carrying the Aron. That's what everyone wanted. So what happened? They would wrestle over the Aron. They would fight over the Aron. So in fighting over who got to carry the Aron, they were flinging insults, they were wrestling, they were pulling it apart, they were offering profanity. There was all in the pursuit of doing something that's supposed to be right and righteous, holy and pious, they acted in an unpious way. So a person has to always be mindful. Yes, we strive to be a chassid. Yes, we have ambition to be righteous and pious. But how does it fit into a bigger context? What is the bigger context? What are the bigger implications? What are the consequences, intentional and unintentional? And only when it fits correctly into the bigger puzzle, is it righteous to pursue? If it doesn't, even if it feels good or religious in the moment, it doesn't mean it's right or righteous, and a person needs to be mindful of that all the time. We continue with Living with Amuna 845. Tonight, big celebration, big milestone. I'm sure you all have your calendars marked. Tonight is the 100th episode of Behind the Bima. And we are celebrating with Eitan Katz, the great singer, songwriter. And we are celebrating by sharing. People can share their favorite guests, favorite moments, and we'll play it or read it if you share it with us. So hopefully we'll see you tonight.